The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. So we're going to continue in our series on the book of Acts. Uh, As you know, we've been going through the book of Acts. We've gone through Acts chapter 1. We've gone through Acts chapter 2. And today we are looking at Acts chapter 3. And when I was uh, preparing for uh, this message, I was trying to see what other people have shared about the book of Acts. Just to do a little bit of research about what people have, what angle different people have come at it from. And, um, and as I was, I was doing that, um, I just kind of felt, no, put that to one side. Put that to one side. Just read it, meditate on it, and see what the Lord gives you. And that's exactly what I did. And, um, and as I did that, the Lord just started to speak to me. A couple of points, really, the Lord raised. And I, and I, and I started to type it and, and just type it down and, and, and go through it and in a very short space of time, actually. And um, so that's what I'm going to go through. I'm going to try and not get distracted by the many different points that you could bring out in the book of Acts. Uh, I'll try and keep on track. Uh, now, you heard about the promise that God gave, and the fact that, as Pastor Jonathan spoke last week, the promise was fulfilled in the coming of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and you saw at the end how Peter took the opportunity to explain to the people what they were seeing, what was happening. No, these people are not drunk. It's, it's only 9 a.m. Uh, there are occasions that people are drunk at 9 a.m., but that's not the case here. They're not drunk. This, this is something very different. So, We're going to look through Acts chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1. I'm reading from the NIV, I believe. Right. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. What I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The first point I want to bring out is simply that faith acts. Faith 
acts. That's a very, very simple statement. So this is the beginning of a really exciting period in the body of Christ. Really exciting period. Now, those who were here at the beginning of this church, um, 30, 20 years ago, something like that, um, you would know the sense of being at the beginning of something. You don't know where it's going. You don't know what it's going to look like in five or ten years. But there is an excitement about being part of something. And there is a sense of dread as well. There is a sense of, we don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to roll with it. Now, you can imagine Peter and, uh, and John here. They've been with Jesus. All this time, they've been there with Jesus. Jesus has been doing all this stuff, and they've been there with him. But now he's gone. Now it's up to them. Everyone's looking to them. Now, if you remember when you started your driving lessons, uh, as I do many years ago, you know that the driving instructor had a couple of pedals on their side. Um, for safety reasons, of course, because you're just learning. And uh, that gives you a sense of, um, uh, I wouldn't say confidence, but you kind of know, um, if I get it wrong, they're going to do something, Okay. If I was about to hit the brake and I hit the accelerator, the driving instructor is going to do something to correct that. Okay. When Jesus was there with them, it was like having that driving instructor there. But now he's gone. Now, there's no one there to hit the brake for you if you hit the accelerator instead of the brake. You've got to be a bit more careful about what you're doing. Now, this is the sense that they had. But nonetheless, they had to act. Now, incredible things happen when Jesus was around, absolutely. But let's be honest, he was the Son of God. I know it says he was fully man, he was also fully God. So, yeah, incredible things should happen when he's around. The blind should see, the lame should walk. He's, yes, he's man, but he's God. But this is different. Peter was a fisherman. Now, I don't know, but I'm guessing in his line of trade, he's probably used a few choice words. Um, quite robust, probably, kind of individual. And we know that Peter's quite an impulsive kind of character. Um, he, he's the kind of guy that speaks before he thinks. We see that. Uh, for example, when... Um, when they saw Jesus on the shore, and Peter jumped out of the boat and ran into the water, the others just stayed in the boat and rowed the boat to the shore and got out. So Peter was very impulsive. We saw that when Peter said, well, everyone's going to deny you, but I'm going to be there. No, I'm going to be You don't know what you're talking about. No, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be there. And then the same Peter denied Jesus three times. But now we're seeing a very different Peter because the Holy Spirit has come. And Peter is now acting his faith out. Faith acts. Faith acts. Today in the church, it feels like we don't have the same kind of faith. It feels like. 
It feels like, don't get me wrong, the church is going, we're all nicely dressed, we're all smile. But when we read about the things going on in the book of Acts, we see people putting their faith into action. Acting out their faith in the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. In the name of Jesus. This is not church as we know it today. Very civilized. I can imagine the church back then wasn't so. Sometimes we go to great lengths to keep our faith private. Because the society we live in, faith has to be kept private. But that's not the faith we've been called to. Our faith is not private. Because if our faith is private, how will the next person hear about it? Faith is not private. And faith doesn't hide away. By the way, this is not a condemnation, because if it was, I stand condemned too. This is not a condemnation. This is an encouragement to say, the faith that we have, if you have put your trust in Jesus, as Peter and John did, and you have received the Holy Spirit as they did, then we too can go in the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. We have to act out our faith. You know, in his second letter to Timothy, Paul said to him, you have to stir up the gift of God that is in you. You have to stir it up. It's not just a case of... um, I think sometimes, I think sometimes, it would be great if God just kind of zapped me and just... And I just, like a, you know, like a superman, something happens, boom, I just change. and like, right, that's it. Boom, done. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? But that's not how it works. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the word of God is living and powerful. Is that how you see it? Is that how you see it in your life, that the word of God is living and powerful? I think the NIV says it's alive and active. Active. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 4-5, we read this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Are there strongholds around you? Are you in a battle for your children, for your family, for your sanity? Faith acts. What I really want to get across and what the Lord really impressed on my heart is you have to believe 
you have to believe. The gospel is not moderately important. It is either it's very important or it's not important. The word of God is either true or it's not true. There's no middle ground. You have to believe. Faith acts. You have to act on faith. Faith, faith, the substance of things that we hope for, the evidence of things we've not seen, that is faith. If we see something, we don't need faith for it. We don't need faith for it. And Peter here is acting on faith. And incredible things are happening, absolutely. Incredible things are happening. In Philippians 2, it says that the name has been given to Christ is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Not every knee may bow, can bow, every knee must bow. And it is in that power that Peter and John are operating in. Interestingly, they are going at the hour of prayer. So there, there is some, uh, I guess, traditions they've kept even when Jesus was gone. But the interesting thing here is, now I, I don't think it's because Peter and John had no money at all that they said silver and gold I don't have. Uh, because here's the thing, that guy has been laid there for some time. Peter and John go to the synagogue at the hour of prayer. That's not their first time. They will have seen the guy before. Everyone knows the guy begs for money and people give him money. So this is not a, an unusual occurrence. So when Peter is saying, silver and gold I don't have, to me it doesn't mean he has no money to give him, but he's just saying, I'm going to give you something far better, far greater than the money that you're asking me for. I remember years ago, uh, Nana and I, we, we went to one of these Mission to London events, and um, it's a really charged atmosphere. And uh, the guy that spoke, I mean, Everyone was really charged up. And I remember there was this uh, Northern Irish guy, quite a short guy. As we were walking out, he was, he was, he felt like he was about to explode. It was, just, uh, and he clenched his feet and was like, I just want to do something. I just want to do something. He was so pumped up by the word he'd heard. He wanted to do something. What, what should I do? And, and that's what the gospel is. The gospel is not something we can just sit on. It's an active word. It's, we have to do something with this word. We can't just hear, oh, that was a nice word. And then I say, roll on next Sunday. And I hear the next one. No. The gospel is active. We have to do something. And that's stuck in my mind. I mean, we're talking over 20 years ago. I never forgot that guy. I just want to do something. You know? It felt to me like it was ready to get in the ring with the devil. <laughs> it's like, come on, bring it on. I just want to do something. And I never forgot the guy. And I think too many times uh, we think ourselves out of acting on our faith. What if is one of the worst killers <laughs> of, uh, of faith. What if this? What if that? What if this? We think of all the different permutations. And that stops us acting. Faith acts. Faith acts. And my second point is this. Very simply, in the name of Jesus. 
Those are the two points the Lord gave me. Faith acts in the name of Jesus. When you see someone that has a need, or when someone comes to you with a need, what do you think? What's the, the initial reaction? I know what my initial reaction is. If someone comes to me uh, to ask for money, I see if I can give them money. If they come to me to ask for, you know, they have a problem, they say, tell me what the problem is. I, you, you listen and you, oh, poor you. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's not good. We give sympathy or empathy. And, and these are all good things, absolutely. Um, they're all good things. Um, <coughs> You know, we're kind of, uh, sometimes we're kind of the silver and gold answer type people, you know. We're kind of silver and gold. And silver and gold, I just mean we, we give what they're asking us for, which in itself is a good thing. I mean, we read through the Bible. I mean, the Bible does say we should do good things. In Leviticus 25, the Israelites were told to be responsible for their brothers. If your brother became poor, you look after him and bring him into your house. That's what the Lord told them. Uh, we read in Acts 9 of the woman called Dorcas who was full of good works and charitable deeds. And in James, uh, we read that um, if you say to someone who's in need, oh, be filled and warmed, uh, but you don't give them anything, then it's not really a profit gospel. So we know that good works are an output of our faith and the fact that we want to help people. But the point here is, Peter making that point, silver and gold I don't have. Again, as I said, it's not because he had no money at all. But he's saying, what you really need is not silver and gold, not money. What you really need, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Get out of this position you're in. Get out of this position you're in, and you're stuck here at a gate called Beautiful, this is not a beautiful scenario. You're stuck here. Get up and go. That's what I can give you. Transformation. Not another handout. Transformation. Transformation. And that is what we have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The same thing that Peter had, we have. Because if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, you've received the Holy Spirit, that's what you have. That's what you have. Now, of course, once Peter had the attention of the audience, of the people, he went on to do exactly what he did in chapter 2. He went on to explain, let me tell you what you've just seen happen. An opportunity for him to Share the gospel. Let's just read again in Acts 3, 6 or 7. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Taking him by the right hand. So he didn't just say, rise and walk. He did something as well. He did something as well. Later on in Acts 3, in 16, we read this. And his name, 
through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. It is faith in the name of Jesus. We know nothing of the faith of the man that was healed. Because I think sometimes, sometimes, people go, wow, maybe he wasn't healed because he didn't have enough faith, as in the person to be healed. But in this scenario, we know nothing of the faith of the person who was to be healed. The faith that Peter is talking about here is the faith that he, Peter, has in the name of Jesus. It is that faith in that name that has made this man well, not the faith of the man himself. That's what we carry. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this situation has to change. That's the faith that we carry. Uh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I was talking about this thing I'd learned at work, this thing that stuck in my head that um, was of use to me, this idea of we've got things that we have control over, we've got things we have influence over, and we've got things that we uh, are concerned about. And I just want to relate it to this, uh, because for me, one of the... Sometimes when we focus and concentrate on the things that we are concerned about, but we have no control over, it, 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 just, it just leads to worry. It, just, it doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do us any good. So I want to relate it to, to what happened here. So clearly the man is lame. Um, that's a concern. Peter is concerned for the man who is there lame. Okay. But the one thing Peter has control over is what he can do, and that is to pray for the man. Now, it is not in Peter's control whether this man gets healed or not. That is entirely out of Peter's control, and we'll see that in the Word of God. Peter, what's in Peter's control is that he prays in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? not in the name of something or the other. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That's what's in Peter's control. And that's what Peter focuses on. We need to focus on what's in our control. It is in your control to pray. Yours and mine. It is in our control to read the Bible. It's also in our control to act. The law doesn't force us to act. That's in our control. Whether you, someone comes to you and you go, can I pray for you? That's in our control. Now, what happens, that's in his control, not ours. That's in that circle of concern. What happens in the economy and the society is in circle of concern, not in our control. We focus on what's in our control and we leave the rest to God. That's where peace comes from. The Bible says that we pray, we bring our request to God, we give it to him, then the peace of God that suffices all understanding will rest on us. It's in our control to pray. 
in Exodus 15:26. The Bible says, the Lord said, for I am the Lord who heals you. That's how we know it's not in our control to heal. It's in our control to pray. In 1 Corinthians 3, 6-9, Paul said this, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Again, going back to that circle of control. It's in my control to share the word. And then once someone has heard the word before, someone else comes along, tells them again, that's watering the seed. But ultimately, it's God that gives the increase. And this is really so important because we fret about the things that are outside our control. We fret so much. It is not in your control for your family to be saved. That's God's work. What's in your control is that you keep praying. You keep bringing them to the Lord. That's in our control. It's not in our control when someone gets healed. We keep praying. We keep believing. We keep doing what the Lord said we should do. The rest is up to him. For me, it's so liberating. So liberating. Not to worry about the things that I can't control. And to focus on the things that I can control. Faith acts in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when I sat there and, and, and I was just meditating on the word, and the Lord was speaking to me. And it, it just reminded me of when, early on, when, um, uh, uh, you know, going before the Lord and, and, you know, very early on when I was just getting to understand the things of God. You know, the excitement of the time. And, uh, and when we, you know, it's like, what's this thing about being filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, it's like, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, what's this thing about speaking in tongues? I want to speak in tongues. And there's all this stuff happening. And you're like, why not me? And I remember, I was like, do you know what? No. I'm going to keep pursuing this thing until it happens. Until it happens. And it did happen. Because the Lord is true to his word. I remember a story of a, 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 a guy in a similar situation. People receiving the Holy Spirit, being in tongues, and he was, he was just like, I, I want this too, I want this too. And, and the story goes, one day he decided, that's it, I've had enough. Took himself to the woods, wherever he was, he took himself. And he said, Lord, until that happens, I'm not leaving this place. And he stayed in, that, in the woods until suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And when it happened, he said, he ran back to her. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Until he comes. That's what we've got to do. We've got to sit at his feet until it comes. That's why he said, pray and keep praying. Pray and keep praying. Gospel is true. The Lord is true. He's not a liar. The Word of God is true. We have to believe that. Faith acts in the name of Jesus.
Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.